Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound in the Consequence Podcast Network. Hello to the subscribers. Checking us out multiple times every single week as we debut interviews on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you're not subscribed, you're missing out. Interviews with all your favorite artists about the best releases of all time. Hit that button right now anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today my guest is Madison Cunningham. Now, now she's a newcomer to me, although she's been knocking around the industry for about five or six years at this point. But this record, which we're calling her real debut album, is called Who Are You Now? Even in the title, it's something that speaks to a lot, and we're going to get into that. What it means to her past, what it means to her future self. And she'll tell us a bit about that past, too. Growing up in the church and what that meant to her music back then. Releasing music at such a young age in her senior year of high school. And then filling in the blanks from then until now. That includes multiple EPs. It includes jumping aboard the show live from here with Chris Thiele. 
which is a show that if you're a musician on moves at an insane pace. That's also had a big impact on uh, on how she treats the album, how she treats live shows. We'll get into her love of messing around with time signatures, uh, being a multi-instrumentalist, and also co-writing with Joe Henry. In fact, she tells us one of her favorite moments of uh, recording ever came from a song that she co-wrote with Joe Henry, a song called Bound that closes out the new record. Really is a beautiful moment. Talking about the album, Who Are You Now? It's Kyle Meredith with Madison Cunningham. How's it going? I can't give you enough compliments on Who Are You Now? This is one of the best records I have heard this year. It is so interesting, and the lyrics are great, and the guitar is amazing, and and I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. That, that means the absolute world, seriously. And I want to hear about it. I know you've been doing this now for a handful of years. You are a new artist to us, but... I feel like, you know, starting off with that album title, because because given your history, is it, the album title might say a lot. I mean, who are you now? It seems mm-hmm. to me something that would speak to growing and changing and becoming the next version of yourself. Are you trying to say everything with a title like that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, you, I think you described it perfectly. I mean, it's, it's hard to find a title that maybe says specifically what you want it to say and everything and keeping it general for for the listener and um that's sort of like that phrase to me is like a subconscious phrase that goes through my head all the time I think because I I do feel like I'm constantly sort of like in the fire of sorts like just kind of at this point in my life experiencing new territory and um but I but I also get this uh I don't know feeling that I'll be feeling that way for the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) That I'm constantly going to be asking that question, and uh, and I wanted to sort of have like a, I wanted it to be a rear view look, sort of into like my past and childhood, but also sort of like into the future as well, and and sort of having there be both sides of the coin there for my 50 year old self and my 10 year old self, because I think that it's applicable to both, and I think it's it's something that we can age with as people it's like a landmark of sorts like after you hit something new you sort of have to readjust and, and kind of look at yourself and your surroundings and ask ask a question like that to sort of just reevaluate where you are who you are and all, the, <laughs> all those things well especially as an artist i mean again as as we look into your history here there is a record comes out in 2014 which i think was your debut it's called authenticity i've heard it for the first time the other day and it's for a debut record th- that was such a well-produced collection of songs in itself, mm-hmm. but by a seemingly very different person from what I'm hearing on the 2019 version of yourself with, with Who Are You Now? It, yeah. wh- what was the, because, you know, in a five-year gap, a lot can happen, but what was the story between then and now for you? For me, I grew up in the church and, you know, that was my that was my childhood and my background. And I, I grew up singing with my dad. And, and actually, that first record, Authenticity, was was the first sort of recorded piece of work that I had ever done. I mean, I did some recordings with my dad, but for my own songs, that was the first time I'd ever put pen to paper, sort of. And yeah, for me, that I was a senior in high school and I was getting ready to, to graduate high school in that and that record came out shortly after I graduated, but what was being made my whole, pretty much a, the good six months of my senior year. So yeah, I was young. I mean, so much about that record you can hear, I'm sure, a lot of youth and inexperience, and, and which is honestly, I've, I've been tempted to take it down at times for that reason, but, but it's a sobering reminder, and it actually plays into the question of who are you now? Like, it's kind of one of those landmark records, even though 
it may be saying something totally different. I might be older and a different person. Like they're the purest part of me, I think exists in that record. The, the purest part of exploration and kind of coming into yourself and realizing what you want and don't want, you know, I, to me, it's all in that a lot of it um, is represented in, in authenticity. But yeah, I mean, since then, since my senior year of high school, I moved from Orange County where I was born and raised and uh, to Los Angeles. And ever since then, I mean, it's been, I love that city and it's, it's, it's presented a lot of opportunity and chance and risk since then I've been on a few tours i'm currently on a tour with andrew bird and made a couple eps actually in between authenticity and who are you now made a few eps in between and it's it's a nuanced story but but one of the the common threads for sure is um producer tyler chester made my first record authenticity and made everything in between up until who are you now he made that as well so it was a, a a fortunate circumstance that i met him and linked up with him because he played a vital role I think in my in just my evolution and as an artist and you know trying to <laughs> trying to find your voice is a big thing and it's an ongoing thing and I mean we're already talking about record number two and we'll, like after this one like what what is it going to sound like what what's the direction and it's always a, a fight <laughs> to figure out what that is and what what you really want to say and it's important but yeah that was a that, that's the short version, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is an interesting story, you know, kind of seeing, uh, again, even when you're just looking at the art, obviously not your personal life, whatever those details may be, you know, and finding that line from that record to the EPs to this record. One of the first things I notice when I get into Who Are You Now is that it seems like you have a lot of fun playing with time signatures within yes. the song, more so than most artists do. It, it stands out and it's still it's still represented in pop structures and in really catchy songs. Where does that come from for you, those 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 time signatures? There's one artist that I'm a huge fan of, and her name is Juana Molina. And, I mean, when I was first introduced to Joni Mitchell, she kind of would play with some of those meters, and that threw me off in a really good way. I, I, I didn't know that, you know, you could have a, a measure in seven and it could still be musical. <laughs> I always just kind of thought, it's four and six or bust. But for me, like, when I heard Juana, she's from Argentina, and she, you can tell, like, in her playing, a lot of it's, like, you know, rooted in maybe the cultural music, but she has her own wacky, quirky, incredible spin on it. And I'd never heard music that way, where I could, where I could feel five, a five progression, a five meter, in a way that wasn't noticeable to me. Like, I wasn't thinking, oh, what, what, what time signature is this in? And I think that's a beautiful thing, and a fun thing to pull off if you can and I was just I don't know I kind of wanted to see how far we could take that without it becoming too noticeable and uh, without the listener having to think about it too much which I, I appreciate a good amount of that too I like I like when people have to think and are confused there's something kind of exciting to me about that as well but that's kind of where we ended up going with it on on some of those tracks yeah. <laughs> keeping it subtle but but exciting <laughs> well that that even turns into um theatrics might be painting it too big but you know time signatures is one thing but it sort of takes off into theatrical songs not in a wave like of a rock opera or 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 a musical or something like that but mm. I, I don't know if that's that's still further down the line because you know Joni was meant for one thing but I could see you doing Bowie type of stuff in the future you know with 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 the line that you're on yeah the possibility the door is open I, I'm willing to 
to do whatever. I'm excited. Like I, I, I'm thankful for what, who are you now shaped up to be, but I'm also really looking on to the horizon and seeing, seeing what could be next. Maybe it, maybe it is a, Bowie venture. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. You will find out. Well, I know another part of your story also has uh, involves uh, one of our favorites, Chris Steely, uh, and and the show oh. Live from Here, which yeah. is going to be a great break for anybody to be a part of that. But I've always wondered what is life with that kind of pace, because it would seem like that is a constant having to learn something. Yeah, I mean, I I had a good amount of, I guess, practice in my, in my life of, or at least concentrated practice. I mean, like sitting in my room and trying to get better at guitar. And, but there, there's a, a, an interesting thing with Chris because he would send us really complicated songs for this show, maybe three days before the show would happen. So it tested like the agility of my mind. <laughs> like I had to just be willing to roll with the punches, but to also cram stuff into my head, like, complicated talk about complicated measures and melodies and and I mean it tested my range it tested everything but in a way that I felt like I didn't know that I could handle and and without that experience I wouldn't have maybe that level of of confidence like I felt even though there was it was all birthed out of like feeling like the greenest one in the room (laughs) that sort of challenge was really exciting to rise up to because it felt like you know, I, I didn't want to fail at it, so might as well just really, really try. <laughs> it was a good it was a good experience and has made every other show feel like cake. So, <laughs> that might be the ultimate takeaway, I don't know. Right. I can I can understand that. I can understand why. It's such a yeah, seemingly I'm, high I'm sure. And you're a you're a multi instrumentalist, right? It's not just guitar? Yeah. I play a little piano. A little bass, and I there was a time where I was practicing drums a lot. Like I, I definitely gravitate to those instruments, even though I I, I feel most confident in in guitar. I I really enjoy kind of breaking out of that mold every once in a while. And as I read specifically, electric guitar was vital to the to this album. I mean, it had something to do with the album itself, right? Yeah, I mean the I had done acoustic records before, and there's actually maybe one or two acoustic songs on Who Are You Now? But but the way I'd kind of envisioned ruling out the musical and sonic elements of this record were to just be in a room with an electric guitar and see how that could lead it. I wanted I wanted the electric guitar to be like the horse in front of the carriage. And it, and it was. Like, it, it was easy to find. Not easy, I guess. But it it, it was obvious when, when the songs came about and that the, that the leader needed to be electric guitar and that that's what it that's what it was lending itself towards and it's it's nice because it feels in a live element pretty concentrated like it like i i know what the the goal is like i bring you know like i have only electrics and and that's what sound is going to be you know mm-hmm. so that's 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 helpful i think in in recording the record live we were also thinking of how it would translate live to an audience so some of that work was done in the studio i think it's really really refreshing what you're doing with that i mean obviously the tradition of the guitar and rock music it goes back a, a long long ways and to, and to find someone who's doing something unique with it uh it's a rare feat and 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 the accolades that are coming towards your way are completely deserved because of that thank you so much um 
I, I mentioned Chris Thiele. I wanted to bring up one more person because we're also uh, very close with Joe Henry around here. And as I read, you got a co-write with Joe on the song Bound. How did that come about? Oh, man. Well, I had had a year of kind of meeting up with people for co-writes. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it, it's always a trial run because, you know, you can meet a really, really great songwriter and but there can be no chemistry. And so I, I had just been in and out of a bunch of songwriting sessions and I, I hadn't felt like any of it or at least a lot of it was working. And one day my producer, Tyler Chester, is, is friends with Joe, and, and um, Joe's kind of been, a, I think, a mentor to him of sorts. And he kind of was just like, what would you think about coming in on this process, maybe writing something with Maddie? And, and Joe's advice was, I would love to. Can we do it over email? Because I think when you know two people are in a room together, you have to justify your first instincts. To the other person when you're alone as opposed to when you're alone you don't have to ex- over explain what you don't really know how to explain yet and that's that's how the most you know subco- subconscious songs are born so all that to say he was like I'm I'm into it let me send you some lyrics that I've been working on and the first draft was bound and it wasn't called bound it was called something else but he gave me the verses and Tyler and I sat down to put a melody to it and then we wrote the chorus which had the word bound in it so that's that's where the the name ended up coming from but but honestly it might be one of my favorite moments on the record and and in we recorded it live and outside of the studio in El Paso Texas so we could kind of hear the train go by oh wow and the birds and <laughs> this is my favorite moment of recording anything ever but at the end of recording the song I looked up and Tyler and the bass player and I we were all crying and on our own terms like we we didn't look at each other <laughs> in order to cry like it just happened and we just had this moment of like just because those lyrics were so powerful and we all I don't know it meant something really different but unique to all of us and uh yeah, it's, it's, that's certainly one of my favorites. And it closes up the album and, and, and in such the perfect way, too. That That's a great story. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, too. It just was, I don't know, I felt so honored to be a part of it. Even though it was, you know, half half my song and half Joe's, I felt like it was really, really something that was like a gift that was given. And I just got to be there for it. So it's special. Well, it is a fantastic record, and I know I've thrown the compliments uh, a plenty your way, but I can't say enough because Who Are You Now is one of the best, uh, definitely, of this year. Thank you, Madison Cunningham, for the music and for the talk today. I really appreciate it. It's great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Kyle, and you as well. It was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make it that way. Uh, hopefully you I'll see you out job. there on the tour. Okay, I hope so. All right, take care. You too. Big thanks to Madison Cunningham. Again, the new record is called Who Are You Now? Hey, before you get out of here, don't forget, you've got that moment right now. Go ahead and take it. There is a subscribe button in front of you. You might as well hit it. Stay up to date on all of the interviews that we release, uh, debuting most of them Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, of course, you can subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from, like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Podchaser, but also Spotify and YouTube as well. Then after that, Head over to WFPK.org. That's where you'll find me Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour of new song premieres, anniversary spins, music news, and more interviews, even some bonus interviews beyond this series. It's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter 
at Kyle Meredith, Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.